right, welcome back to the I Am Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. And today we are doing our 2021 wrap-up episode. So we're going to talk about all the things that happened in the nerd world last year, including video games, anime, movies, just everything that we could think of. Honestly, I came up with a really long list. I'm sure Kenny has some things he would like to talk about that I might not have been involved in, some games he played that I didn't. But yeah, we're going to just go over 2021 in general. We had a lot of things happen. I mean, this podcast started last year. Uh, we are not yes, even sir. one year old. So mm. this podcast is a big thing that for us, as far as nerd things go, I mean, this is the I Am Nerd podcast. I absolutely love this. I love doing this every week, twice a week. I love having guests. Our podcast recently has blown up tremendously since we did the Patrick Hoban episode. And then also with the Tommy Rowe episode. What having the best player in the world? On the, you know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> currently right now, our top five episodes of all time, as far as like views and engagement go, Patrick Hoban is number one. Our introduction episode, our very first episode is number two. Joe Orlando is number three. Tommy Rose number four. And then our episode titled Shadow Realm is number five. So those are our top five most engaged episodes ever. And the fact that Hoban has just passed our number one episode, which was our introduction episode, which has been out since July 15th when we first started. It's kind of crazy, but I'm not I'm not too surprised. Our Yu-Gi-Oh! following is probably our biggest contributor as far as views and everything and engagement. I mean, that's the community I come from. You come from it as well. So seeing as we have one of the biggest players of all time, possibly the biggest player of all time, uh, come on the podcast, helped greatly. So again, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Ed and Tyree. Everyone who has come on the podcast, every guest we've had, Yu-Gi-Oh! or non- Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, we have a really exciting guest coming this week, actually. I don't uh, want to spoil it for you guys. This is news to me. I don't know. I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell Kenny. I don't even know who the fuck he's talking about. I just see making moves behind the scenes. But uh, I this guest has been planned for a while. When I first started, he immediately reached out to me and told me he loves the content. Uh, if I ever wanted him on, he would be down. And we finally decided 2022, let's just start the year off with a bang. So the next episode after this one is going to be another Yu-Gi-Oh! interview with a pro player who I'm pretty sure everyone who plays Yu-Gi-Oh! does know. He's huge. Uh, one of the best of all time. Household name. All of that good stuff. So just get excited for that. I'm already excited just talking about it. But yeah. Also, I don't know if you mentioned Blair. Thanks, Blair. Hunter yes, as well. Blair. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. I forgot all about Blair. My boy, Blair. <laughs> I recently posted all of our episodes on the uh, on the I Am There podcast Facebook page, which now Facebook allows you to upload your podcast directly to it. So I know that usually I like share the podcast and then you kind of click on the link tree and it takes you to Spotify or Apple podcast or Google. But for people who I guess want to listen to it on Facebook right from the app, you can actually listen to it on Facebook now. So that's a new thing. We're testing that out. Yeah. It's going to upload there automatically when I click publish on every episode. So you won't have to do anything. I won't have to do anything. It'll just be on Facebook as well as every other platform. Um, so just another option as far as listening goes. But yeah, also follow our YouTube. Um, we have that going. I still need to upload a couple episodes. I left off the like the Patrick Hoban and Joe Orlando episode. I think the last one that I put on there was the Tyler episode. So I'll probably upload those soon. Most people have listened to it on some podcast streaming app like Spotify or Google or whatever, but I'll put it on YouTube as well. In but addition yeah. to things that we haven't told our partners, I plan on January, the first month, this month we're in 2022, I'm going to start uploading. Uh, we have a backlog of uh, like clips um, like from the podcast. So typically the video versions of the podcast are only on Patreon, the full video versions of them. Mm -hmm. uh, however, we have some clips that we made, like 10 minute clips or whatever of certain sections. And uh, I plan on starting to upload those onto the YouTube. So the YouTube should be 
uh, quite a bit more active in 2022. So if you want to see specific clips or be able to share specific clips that we'll be uploading the video versions, that'll be uh, happening. All right. And last but not least, I do want to give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon before we go into the episode because we have some new ones. I hope you guys enjoyed your holidays. We've been so we've recorded episodes in December and in January and everything. But for the most part, we've taken a break, at least one episode per week just so that we have time to you know actually enjoy with our families between christmas and new year's so we only recorded like one episode which was the joe Orlando episode and i think the one before that was the spider-man no way home episode uh but we're back to our normal schedule which will be twice a week i think next week though is going to be a little weird we might just do one because the ycs in pasadena is happening uh and I will be flying out to that. So I will be away. There is a chance that we may still record or I may do like, maybe I'll record some video footage of what's going around at the YCS or just like my time there because I'm not actually going to play as you all know. I don't really actually play the game anymore. I just kind of want to travel to see all my friends and hang out, have a good time, shop, eat the things I like to do regardless of Yu-Gi-Oh! But um, yeah, so we'll do that. But anyways, let's get into our patrons. So we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tensley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Dominique Roberts, Game Freak Yoshi, Alex Flamer, Michael, uh, Gabe Marini, Andre Reynolds, CJ, Dub K Dad One, and Saul Edges. Uh, as far as Saul, he is one of the owners or the owner of Dabber's Gaming Cafe in Georgia. So just want to give him a shout out. He's our newest patron, him and Dub K Dad One. So both of those are our two newest ones. Thank you guys for joining so much. And they also joined at some of the higher tiers, which we really appreciate. It goes a long way. So shout out to you guys. This list is getting long, Kenny. Hell yeah. <laughs> like reading it when it was just like, you know, five or 10 people, it was easy. But now I'm starting to get out of breath reading that damn list. I might have to edit that part. You're going to have to have your inhaler. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The infamous, the infamous Frazier inhaler might come back out for a non-Peter Chang related offense. But, uh. All right. So 2021 was a wild year. A lot of stuff happened. And we just want to recap some of the nerd things that happened. I think the start of the year for me and you was the same. We kind of reconnected immediately in the beginning of 2021 with Bravely Default 2, right? That was in February. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that game was fantastic. Uh, JRPG made by Square. You don't necessarily have to have played any of the Bravely Default games, even though it's called Bravely Default 2. The uh, the previous ones came out on the 3DS, I believe, but you don't actually need prior knowledge of those games or how to play them or anything. It's just like an independent story, kind of like how Final Fantasy yeah. is. They're on the they're unconnected story-wise. Bravely Default 1 on the 3DS. It's on the 3DS, right? Or is it the DS? I think it's the 3DS. Yeah, I think it's the um, The sequel to that's called Bravely Second, but then Bravely Default 2 is, you know, it's the same game, like you said, like Final Fantasy, but it's a different, completely different story. Yeah, those that game was amazing. It took up my time because we were really starting off the year counting down to Monster Hunter. That was like our big thing. We were Monster Hunter came out in March, I believe, like the it was announced for March. So I remember I told Kenny blatantly, I have to beat Bravely Default in a month because Bravely Default came out in February. <laughs> and I said, I got like 30 days for this game. And if I don't beat it, I'm never touching it again, really, because Monster Hunter is going to take up the most the, the rest of my year or so I, at the time. That's what I thought, because that's yeah. kind of what happened with Monster Hunter World. But as fate would have it. Monster Hunter came out in March. We absolutely crushed that game. Me, Kenny and I probably played it for, what, 16 hours a day sometimes? Uh, sometimes more. A, a lot. Because I was streaming it constantly. Like, easy 10-hour streams, 12-hour streams with it. Yeah. And uh, we would play some a lot of times before the stream would start. Like, I would hit you up or you would hit me up as soon as you were done work. 
we would play for like 30 minutes to an hour and then i would start my stream and then we would just go from there yeah continue i play with some of your streamers which is really fun you stream over at critical hit plus on twitch so that was really that was really fun my center was amazing this year bravely default was really good uh bravely default is the only rpg i really played this year i i, I try to get one rpg in per year i know tales of arise came out as well and i kind of played like the first two hours of it and it, i didn't i wasn't really feeling it. i think i'll go back to it one day uh i don't think you played it either right no i didn't really have i didn't really have the opportunity to yeah honestly yeah like i could in my free time play but i wasn't i don't know i played the first two hours i wasn't too interested in it i kind of Maybe I'll just watch a playthrough or something. I don't know. My friend Gary played through the whole thing. He said it was okay. Like, I know Tyree loves it. We'll have him back on the episode to probably talk about it in depth. But he really, he's a huge Tales fan. I think it's his favorite RPG series. So Tyree Tesla will be back to talk about that. I think at the end of his episode, actually, we, we mentioned how we wanted to talk more about his, like, outside of Yu-Gi-Oh! Ventures, you know. Yeah video games anime all that stuff because we spent most of the episode talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. In terms, in terms of rpgs i think i played i'm trying to think off the top of my head obviously bravely default 2 and i've talked about it a couple times now i played near automata which isn't like a take turn rpg but it is definitely an rpg and yeah. that fucking game is inc- like i can't say enough how incredible that game is um yeah, you've been telling me a lot dude it's so good like there was i had some days after playing it like months not months because it hasn't been I think I played it in October or September. Anyway, so yeah, months, a couple months after playing it, um, where I would just like sit and think about that fucking game for hours and just be like, man, and just think about things that happened and I don't know, all the stuff, but the game's really good. Um, and then I guess technically Monster Hunter, is Monster Hunter considered an RPG? I don't know. I think it's, a, it might be an RPG. I'm not really sure, but it's definitely not like a JRPG or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever it is, it's it's fun as hell. And it took up a good two months. I think we played it. So we definitely played all of March, all of April for sure. And then May is kind of where we slowed down a bit. And the only reason I remember that is because uh, our friend Gus got married in May. And I remember flying out and I like played it on the plane. I played a little bit with our friend Xavier. And then we kind of just like drifted out of it. That was like when the last bit of content was released. I feel like we were pretty yeah. much done with everything we could do. At that point, we did mostly everything. Like I had made... I know I made every high rank armor in the game yep. and every great sword because I just like wanted to, you know, make yeah. them all, even though 95% of them are trash. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing about Monster Hunter that's cool is that you can make it whatever you want. So if you're into collecting all of the weapons or collecting all of the armor or people who are like me who just like to min max their armor sets. So I'm more into the I want the best stats, I guess. That was my thing. So at the end of the game, all I did was kind of use the melding system to get talismans and charms that could min max all of my sets. And I use a ton of weapons. Uh, my guild card will show you light bow gun, long sword is my two most used, but then you'll see like in third place, I think is great sword hammer, stuff like that. So I use a, I use a lot of weapons and I didn't really create, I never completed a weapon tree. The thought of it really didn't even cross my mind until playing with Kenny. Cause this is our first time playing together a monster Hunter game. I've played pretty much every single one before this, except the one on the Wii or the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really completed a weapon tree or anything like that. I usually min max. And once I get my sets min max, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> That's usually it for me. Once I'm min maxed out. And I do think that rise is the best monster Hunter game ever created. I stand by that. I think it's the best one all around. Dude, it has, I can't wait for Sunbreak. I can't wait for Sunbreak. If it's anything like Iceborne, it's going to be absolutely amazing. The only problem with Rise, literally the only thing I could ever say about it, and I think that everyone has this opinion, is that it just needs more content. And if they do what they did with Iceborne, where they doubled the content or more than doubled the content, 
gave us a really good end boss that was extremely difficult, had the community all on Reddit uh, in an upgrade, like outrage and everything. If they do that, they do it correctly, which I, I have the utmost faith that they will. Uh, Sunbreak is going to be better than Iceborne. And I feel like Rise was already better just just on the gameplay alone, the maneuverability, the hunter arts, the the can like everything. It was just like the game is amazing. The the fact you can travel anywhere, you can kind of climb up anything, lateral movement. It was just really, really well done. So It'll, the gameplay is so fun. And also, um, speaking of it getting harder and like a really good final boss, I, I never played Iceborne, but recently, just in my travels, like all on the holidays and everything, I've been traveling around seeing family. I've been bringing my Switch with me and I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. So I picked up Sword and Shield as a weapon. Uh, oh, wow. So, so now I use Great Sword. I use Great Sword, Hammer, Switch Axe. And now I picked up Sword and Shield. Your first light weapon. Like, real light weapon, yeah. Yeah, and so that's the, uh, I picked that up. That's a really fun weapon. Yeah. But, um, I've been playing, and since we stopped playing, they've added a bunch of event quests. Yep. So I've been doing them here and there, and some of those are fucking hard. Like, they added a new Magnamalo quest, for example, and he was beat. I was like, what? He's hitting so fucking hard. Is that what it is? Like, he hits hard as hell? Yeah, he just hits hard. He has more HP, and he's just way harder. I was like, "Oh my fucking!" Yeah. And same, they've added like so. The event quest will have like random layered armors. Like there's a an Akuma layered armor you could mm. get, but then there's some event quests that don't really add anything new. It's just a harder version of a monster. So there's like Apex Rathalos Emergency or whatever, and it's just the Apex Rathalos fight, but he hits way fucking harder. Yep. I was like, "Holy!" So a gunner. Shit. I'm sure that those fights, gunners get hit one time and they die. Yes, maybe because, because you're probably getting hit for seventy plus HP each time. I'm getting hit. Your... Yeah, I'm getting hit for a lot to the point I where think. you can't take another hit without healing, right? Yeah, I'm usually hit once and then I gotta heal them. And I died like I carded a couple times. I died. I was like, yo, like a- Apex Mizutsuni doesn't hit me this hard. Yeah. And then yeah, you know she was she was beating my ass. Now that's that good though. That's good that they they're increasing the difficulty. That's for the hardcore players anyway. Like. You know, the casuals, they don't really care for the difficult quest, and that's with anything, but the hardcore people, like, when I get back on it, when Sunbreak officially is about to come out, so one month before Sunbreak, I'm going to hop back on Rise, just to get my fingers back to normal, because I play some of the more difficult weapons, like Longsword, I know Longsword can either be extremely brain dead, or you can counter everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... And so in my quest to counter everything, uh, I need to get my fingers back, I need to get my... I was an excellent gunner. Like, absolutely amazing everyone who's ever played with me and when i'm using my light bow gun they just know jesus that's all you can say he's like all right this monster's not going to get a real opportunity to fight it's one of those so and the gun is overtuned which doesn't make it any better it's that weapon is just crazy but yeah i think i'm really good at gunning we've had other people use the gun with us and you can see the difference between like when this person's using a gun and when i'm using a gun so i'll just leave it at that but all right let's move over to some games turned 20 years old in the year 2021 Final Fantasy X, Grand Theft Auto Ooh. 3, Paper Mario, Devil Ooh. May Cry, the first Devil May Cry, and Super Smash Bros. Melee. They all turned 20 years oh. old. Now, I don't Those know how that bad. makes you feel, Kenny, but it makes me feel old as shit. Listen, did you ever see the meme? I, I, I feel like I saw the meme a couple years ago now. Or maybe it was, actually, maybe it was this year. This might have been a long year. There was a meme, it was... uh. It said what you think Final Fantasy looked like 20 years ago. <laughs> and it, it shows like Final Fantasy 1 and it's like sprites. And it said what Final Fantasy actually looked like 20 years ago. And it's a picture of FF10. Yo, and I was like, Bruh. I saw that and it shit almost made me cry. I was like, that, that's yeah. not 20 years old. <laughs> 
I was in denial. I was in boomer denial. I could not believe that Final Fantasy X came out 20 years ago last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's an old-ass game. It's weird because I remember, you know, in the process of growing up when you would hear things like Super Mario's 20th anniversary and shit. It's like, oh, yeah, that's really cool because Mario's old as fuck. But now, having been alive when FF10, for example, came out, Yes. And then it came 20 years old. It's like, come on, bro. Like, what is happening here? It's pretty absurd. Um, I just can't believe Final Fantasy X. I literally remember the commercials for Final Fantasy X when they were talking. Mm-hmm. You heard, you heard, I hate saying his name like this, but you heard Tita saying, Yuna. And then oh, his name, his name's Titus. All right, right we'll call him Titus. You know, this is the Iron we'll podcast. We'll, yeah, we'll I call, call him, him Titus. I don't Titus. give a fuck what anybody says. His name's right. Titus. It's Titus and it's Zidane. All right. So, Titus. You know, Wait, he's screen- hold on. Is his name not Zidane? What I'm do not people even, call him? I don't even, I don't even want to go into it. I don't even want to go into it. That number time. His name's Zidane. I've never heard it pronounced any other even, way. I don't even want to go into it. Anyway, so I remember the commercials. I remember Yuna doing Ascending. That was like the most famous scene from the trailer. I remember seeing Kamari when he jumps down in front of you for no reason at all. He just screams in your face when you first get yeah, to the yeah. scene. That was in the trailer. This is, this is crazy. This is a 20-year-old memory that's coming back to me vividly. Mm-hmm. And... Grand Theft Auto 3 is actually the first Grand Theft Auto game that I ever played on PlayStation 2, I believe. I want to say it's it's Grand Theft Auto 3 is Grand Theft Auto 1. It right? is. Nobody played 1 and 2. Those games weren't real. Yeah, I'll pass on the first two of those, but the Grand Theft Auto 3 was revolutionary. It was the first game that really started to cause the whole kid should not be playing this. It's causing violence, all this other stuff. When my parents would listen, like, you know, when they would come to my room or whatever and hear what the people in the game were saying, because, you know, it was very crass at the time they just say anything they do anything yeah, you, you can get a, you get a stripper in your car you get a stripper you can get a blowjob you can do all this crazy stuff and then you can kill them afterwards which was you know probably you take your money back you can take your money back <laughs> you could beat people in the street with baseball bats shoot anyone it was it was a crazy time for video games it never made me violent in any kind of way but i just enjoyed grand theft auto 3 for what it was again another game that i really can't believe it's been 20 whole years but yeah I said this before. Grand Theft Auto is one of the best party games. It's great. When you you just hang out with a group of friends. Like, I remember consistently, (laughs) I would go over somebody's house, like three of us, and you would get this controller, and the game was to just kill as many people as possible, get as many police stars, and then when you get caught or die, you got to give the controller to the next person. That's just how people played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, (laughs) we did that. I mean, we literally, because I knew all the codes by heart, so I would just be able to put in all the cheat codes with my fingers, R1, R2, R, L1, L2, like triangle square X, triangle square X, and, and a fucking tank would just drop out. And I used to just spam, like restoring all my health after I'm getting shot by the SWAT team and your health goes down really fast. I would just keep reviving myself really quickly. Like I knew how to summon like three tanks to block for me. I was I was doing Fortnite before Fortnite was a thing. I used to have cars dropping from the fucking ceiling while I was getting shot at to block for me. I was ridiculous. Oh my God. I remember... Grand Theft Auto was so fun. Such a good game. It was game. a fun-ass game. I, I, never, I never played GTA and was like, I'm going to fucking drive a tank to school. Yeah. Yeah, it never made me like, violent in real life, but you know, different strokes for different folks. All right, so uh, Paper Mario, I never played this game. I'm sure you have, though. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned on, uh, on our RPG episode, which was... Which episode was that? I want to say... Early, in, like, early days, like eight? Seven or eight, yeah. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight. Episode eight. Wow, look at me. Um, <laughs> look at me. I said eight. I didn't even do anything. I just said eight. But uh, 
Yeah, I think on there, we mentioned, we talked about like our top three or top five RPGs, and it was kind of just off the top of our head. But if I remember correctly, I don't remember. You the definitely order named or if I gave Thousand Year Door, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. And I mentioned, like, I, I'm pretty sure FF10, uh, Pokemon Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and, and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, uh, if I remember correctly, were definitely in the top five. Yes. Um, uh, so, so when they say Paper Mario is 20 years old, they're talking about, is that Thousand Year Door or is that a different one? No, they're talking about Paper Mario 64. Okay. All right. Yeah, that game. I remember when that game came out. <clears throat> Paper Mario 64 came out, obviously, on the Nintendo 64. And I remember, I don't know if it was like a holiday break or if it was the summer. I know I wasn't in school when I was playing it. Yeah. I don't remember if it was the summer or holiday break, but I wasn't in school when I was playing it. And then I got in trouble because my dad, on breaks, my dad used to make me do like these uh these books. Whoa. Hey, computer disconnect? Uh, I don't think so. All right, I think I'm fine. I just heard, like, a noise. I thought my computer disconnected. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, my dad used to make me do these books, like, these math books or, like, reading books or whatever um, to stop me from being stupid. So, like, while I wasn't working. <laughs> so, anyway, I, like, didn't do one. I didn't do, like, my required homework that my dad assigned to me. And uh, so I had a friend over my house and when he found out. And he made me go upstairs. And he just, like, left my friend in the basement for like three hours and I had to go upstairs and do homework. Damn. And it was just like, just like my friend was just downstairs by himself for like three hours. He was like, he'll be all right. <laughs> You're going to go to your work. Your dad does but not anyway, fuck around. No, he doesn't. But that's, that's like a funny memory I have on like paper Mario around when it first came out is my friend just being left in, left in my basement by himself. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I remember the conflict of uh, video games versus school, especially when you're like 10, 11 and all you want to do is get home and play more video games. Yeah, that was definitely me. Sometimes homework doesn't get done until midnight or the next morning before class. Oh, I was a next morning king, yo. Yeah, I uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is my one of my fondest memories of coming home, trying to do my homework and just like tanking Kingdom Hearts and not having enough time before having to like go to bed, and I would set my alarm for 4 a.m. I'd wake up at 4 a.m. to either A, finish homework that I didn't do, or B, just play Kingdom Hearts at 4 a.m. until I had to get ready to go to school. Yeah, I've done the same thing with a lot of different games. I think Final Fantasy X for sure was one of them that I played too long, probably woke up late for school, and even just really didn't get any homework done until homeroom the next day or whatever classes I had. But uh, yeah, crazy times. And then Melee, we can't forget about Melee turning 20. That's that's a huge one. I knew about Melee's aging, though, because the Melee community doesn't let you forget. Whereas, well, they like, don't. No one's walking around telling you that Final Fantasy X is 15 years old. But Melee, because Melee has survived some dark days, it's important to be reminded that that game came out 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when it was 15 years ago, and all of that. Yep. So when it finally reached the 20-year mark last year, it was a huge thing. Uh, a lot of tournaments celebrated Melee's 20th anniversary. And it's really cool because Melee is bigger than it's ever been now. And again, this game is so old. Nothing about it has changed as far as, you know, they can't patch yeah. it. Like it, it hasn't been patched. Uh. Right. It's it's a still a 2001 game. So whatever is right or wrong with Melee is always going to be right or wrong with Melee unless you play some modded version of the game. But most people just play stock Melee, you know. Yep. It's got longevity. It's crazy. I think it has to be. And if not the most, it's, you know in there with like the top three longest running competitive games, right? Like, I don't know of any other competitive game that came out 2001 or prior that's still being played. I agree. I, th- I think it, 
Yeah, I don't know either of a competitive game. Maybe some kind of like StarCraft or I don't know. I don't even know if that's considered competitive, like some random. Well, yeah, I don't know if StarCraft is really played like that or like StarCraft 2, which as yeah. far as I know, StarCraft 2 definitely came out after 2000. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if that's played anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like League of Legends and like, I don't know when that stuff came out or anything. I have no idea. Not, not 2001. Oh, my, over on, in my head, I would just give it to Melee just because I was around in 01. And even though I didn't, obviously I didn't play every game that was competitive. I just feel like I don't think that there's any competitive game that would that would still be supported by now. That wouldn't just get a new version because even yeah. Smash has gotten like four new versions since. Yeah, that's the, last the thing. It, it lasted through its new versions is the thing. Yes. Whereas like Street Fighter Three, yeah, once a year there's a Street Fighter Three tournament where like old heads come and play it. Right. But Street Fighter Three isn't actively played competitively. Right. And on top of that. Most of the people moved on to Street Fighter 4 who then moved on to Street Fighter 5. Like some people still play Street Fighter 4 every day, sure, but it's a it's a dead game. Like people don't play Street Fighter 4 for real. So they you know, they just play 5. Yeah, people genuinely with every competitive game, most people move on to whatever is the newest version of the game, but uh Smash is unique in that Ultimate and Melee are running concurrently, Ultimate being the newest installment, so of course that one is going to be popular and then um Smash Melee just no matter what Smash game comes out, Melee will always be played. So that's actually really cool. 20 fun. years in. Yeah, I mean, because if, if a new Ultimate came out, right? Like, so say Nintendo announces a new system altogether, obviously there will be a Smash game, I believe. Uh, some people think that Smash Ultimate is the last one, but that's not true. Just like people yeah, don't. I don't think so. I just think it makes so much money. And I feel, I, from what I remember, every single Smash game, we get told that it's the last Smash game. Yeah. So it's just a marketing I, ploy I, at this point. I can't imagine that Ultimate's the last one. Yeah, I do think whatever the next one is will not have all the characters Ultimate has. I think that's also like, pretty... Yeah, that's that's not a hot take. Like, that's that's I pretty think, standard, obvious, I would say. I think the next Smash game, honestly, should be, like, a reboot, almost. Because that's the... To justify the fact that it's not going to have 80 characters, like, just reboot it. You slim the roster down, really, like, condense the roster, and I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this, I think, over the Thanksgiving break uh, with our group of friends. But I do think that Smash would do well with a reboot and you just have maybe like 20 characters, 20 going from 86 to 20 is a huge downgrade. But you could also just completely rework. Yeah, 20, 30 like that. 20 is a lot like like people. It is a lot. People are very spoiled nowadays with the number of characters in fighting games. I think 20 is a lot of characters. If, If you did 20 or 30, I think that's fine. I think that what I really will want, though, is them to rework the characters. So, for example, yeah. Fox has not had a real move change since Melee. He's been pretty much the same character. His back air, yeah. his forward air, his up air, his down air, his shine. Yes, they've changed the properties and the way those moves function, but the way they look, he still has his side B and his up B. They're exactly the same as they've always been since Melee. So I really think that it would be cool to maybe rework some of them. I'm not saying completely just redo every character right like some character like ganon even though ganon's been retuned a bit he's still you can still see the bones he's still captain falcon's clone yes and roy you know, is still like Marf. Be his own guy. yeah i think like the whole echo fighter thing i think that should be done away with i don't think that echo fighters are cool i really think that they should just be unique characters unless it's something where the character actually uses the same style as the like the the predecessor so in the case of yeah. marf and lucina it does make sense for those two characters specifically to be the same yeah. um, because she is a descendant of him she uses the same sort of style that type of thing 
But for the rest of them, you know, I like that over time you've gotten Falco and Fox have separated. So now Falco does not fight like Fox at all in Ultimate. They are two mm-hmm. very different characters. Like everything about that guy is so different now. And I do like that. He's feel he doesn't feel like Falco from Melee. And that that's not necessarily a bad thing because Falco is actually competitive in Ultimate. Like he's one of the top, I won't say he's top tier, but he's definitely high tier and probably high, high tier. He's that good now. But uh Yeah, I like what they did with Luigi, for example, you can see kind of the bones of Mario's gameplay in Luigi, but they they made it so quirky and unique that it yeah. feels like Luigi. You know, He's his own example. character. Yeah, that's a good example because even though Mario and Luigi, when you think of you think of them together, when you see a Luigi play, it's not even remotely close to the same way Mario yeah. plays. It's not. It's, it's not. so different. <laughs> it's so different. His combo game is way different. He relies on a grab a lot more. He also has a tether grab. Um, he has a Zare, and his Zare is broken. Yeah, Luigi Luigi feels very different than Mario, and that's a good example of you can have a character that's somewhat of an echo, but they're so different that they don't even feel the same. When you're, like fighting against a Luigi is so different than fighting against the Mario. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Reboot it, update some of the move sets, and also you can. Cons- so for example, I know everybody. Uh, like okay, we have Lucario and Mewtwo, and yes, they play like really differently. But when Lucario was introduced. Once again, he had, like, the bones of Mewtwo. Yes. Uh, so when you reboot Smash and you have 20 characters to 30 characters, you know, you got to make some cuts, right? So instead of having Lucario and Mewtwo, you know, you just have Mewtwo. You rework Mewtwo a little bit, you drop Lucario, and then maybe 10 years down the line after that, Lucario and all these other guys end up getting added back in. But, you know, you reboot it. Unfortunately, we lose Roy, but, like, you keep Marth as, like, the Fire Emblem representative, and you go from there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Maybe add new characters. You know, like some guys are going to get cut and you're just going to add completely new, something completely new for for the times. Uh, Speaking of Smash, though, so 2021 also was the uprising of a bunch of other platform fighters. Uh, One of them actually came out. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl was introduced to us. And then they also announced some other ones. You had the one with like DC or, you know, yeah, like yeah, multiverses. That one's coming out. So platform fighters are becoming a good thing. The Nickelodeon one had a lot of hype uh, prior to its release. And then I think in the initial month of its release, it was really big. I saw pretty much everyone who played Smash, MKLeo, uh, Mewtwo King, Void, like a lot of the Smash community was dabbling in Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. There were a couple tournaments, mostly online because just the whole, you know, Panera Bread we're still in right now. But for the most part, online tournaments seemed to be uh, really quickly. The meta was defined to just be Aang. And one of the Ninja Turtles, the one with the swords, I forget his name. Leonardo. Yep. Uh, and there, everyone just had an airplane and then a dare plane. And I just kind of was the gameplay. We talked about that. But yeah, that's that's something that a lot of the Smash clones, the platform fighters, they have trouble getting right. A lot of them try to base their gameplay on something similar to Melee. Yes. Which is, you know, fine, it's the fastest. It's my favorite one. But a problem they miss, if you look at melee gameplay, it's it's pretty diverse in the amount of moves that are used. They they use they use a, a wide range of their movesets, and the combos can be pretty unique looking across players and characters, etc. But in a lot of the Smash games that are inspired by Smash, it feels like people just spam a move. It's just like Nair, and you just combo Nair five fucking times. Yeah, get nine times, but yeah. Yeah, and... I don't know. A lot of them, a lot of them, just have that problem where I feel like you 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 really do just spam a move and you don't use the full breadth of your move set. Also, I just want to interject this because you we take it for granted 
Smash has been out for a long time and it's been refined for a long time. The sound editing in Smash is amazing. Yeah. Like the, the actual sound design of Smash, like when, when a character gets a hit or when a character swings a weapon or swings, period, all of the sounds in Smash are so finely tuned, especially when I'm thinking of Ultimate and even Melee. Like Melee sounds fine. Melee sounds great. Oh, melee sound design is so good. Yeah. Like the sound of a tipper in Melee. Oh. So the sound design in Melee and every Smash game after it is really, really well done. When I was watching gameplay for Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, it honestly sounded like. Worse than Smash 64. Yeah. The hit detection, uh, the way to hit sound, it sounds, and this is kind of like funny to say, but it sounds cartoony, and I don't mean that in a good way. The game, yes, it's based on cartoon characters, but the hits don't sound like hits from that character's actual cartoon. For example, Avatar. There is not a single time in Avatar where Aang hits anyone, and it sounds like. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> There's there's nothing in Avatar with that sound like at it all. It sounds like free. It sounds like free sounds. It like, does. It sounds like they got sounds from a, a sound effect website, like a stock sound kit. You yeah, know, just like yeah. here are some sounds that you just hear, like a how you know how in every cartoon there would be that one cat sound that you hear when somebody throws something out the window and it just lands, yeah. and you hear the cat like scream. It's it sounds like everything is a stock sound in yep. Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, and I took it for granted until the game came out and I realized, holy shit. This is part of the reason why Smash is so good, not just because Smash is good and has great fighting games, uh, you know, the, the actual graphics of the game, the stages, the characters, the movesets, all of that stuff. All of that's great. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl has pretty much copied the blueprint. But some of the things they left out, I would say, are actually imperative to the success of the game. And it's part of the reason why I feel like the game is no longer really supported or that big as it's, when it first was announced. I think what you're talking about, it's, it's kind of important because it shows... There's a reason why people complain about why hate travels faster than, like, love or whatever, right? Like, hate or bad things get talked about a lot of times more than good things. I think the reason why is, let's take a video game, for example, like Smash. When something's done really well, it's hard It's hard to notice all the things that are done well. The sound design, and everything, the sound design isn't something that you are openly thinking about a lot of times when you're playing Smash. It takes playing another game with bad sound design... For you to then go, oh, the sound design was really good in this game. And it takes you, like, complaining and seeing something that you don't like some, for you to realize, oh, this was really good. Like, a lot of times things that are done really well go undetected because they just feel so right. Yes. Smash has always felt right. So wrong. Yeah, you have to see something that's so wrong for you to be like, oh, wow, this really is important. Yeah, because I've watched an entire Nickelodeon tournament start to finish where it was Void in the finals. And Void ended up winning it. It was an online tournament. I watched start to finish his whole bracket, him stream the whole thing. And I watched it because I really wanted to see if I liked the game or not. Because at the time, I think we were both talking about maybe purchasing it, maybe getting involved. We had Stengo yeah. on the podcast who plays Melee. He's one of the best Melee players ever. And so we were just discussing like the the chances of us, you know, trying to trying to jump into that game. It, it was relatively new. and It's always a good time to jump into a game when it's new. Uh, but what ended up happening was as I watched that tournament, and I realized every single match he had. He just narrowed nine times, and then he just looked for a dare off stage. That was yeah, every yeah. single game he played the entire tournament. Now, obviously, Void won the tournament, so something does make him different than everyone else, but the strategy was the same for everybody he faced, and they would do the same thing to him when they got the opportunity. His movement was just better than theirs, so he got the, he got the hit on them first a lot of times, and once you get the hit, because it's like melee, 
Well, your punish game is really all that matters. So if you can, especially in that game, it doesn't have all the stuff that melee has as far as getting out of hits, or at least at the time that that tournament took place. Because I know now they've patched the game a couple times, stuff, but for the most part, the community has already left. The, the melee community, the Smash community has already kind of departed from that game. I see Void is back to streaming Ultimate, and MKLeo completely does not play the game anymore. Like, he completely dropped it. He used to play Patrick Star. He's off of it. He doesn't play the game at all. Um, so it's done. But yeah, that, that was one of the things that came out in 2021, but we have some some more platform fighters coming out soon, I believe. Multiverses will come out yeah. this year. I'm excited and, to try Multiverses. It's free to play, which is nice. Yes. Uh, I like the model. I know a lot of people don't like it. But I like the free-to-play model when the things that you spend money on are just, like, cosmetic. Yeah. So if the game's free-to-play and all the characters stay free, and when they release new characters, they're free, and the only thing people pay for are costumes, that shit's perfect to me. Like, do you, like that means I can just play the game, and then maybe you can unlock costumes or whatever. But uh, I want to try that game. Hopefully the game plays a little bit faster than what I saw in the first trailer. Yeah, like, it looked really I, slow. But it looked... It didn't. It looked weird. It looked like the video was slowed down. I remember. Like, yeah, it, it looked weird. I agree but, with you. It did kind of look like the. It was more so the video than the actual gameplay. Maybe because they didn't want to intimidate some of the more casual people or something. Yeah. So I'm. I'm hoping it's a little bit faster. I, you know, maybe it won't be. But the fact that it's free, there's no harm, no foul for just trying it. So yep. I want to try that when it comes out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, another good thing that came out in 2021, and I mean, this was recent. The end of the year. No way home. Like. Honestly, that movie, I just saw it again over the weekend for the fourth. So I saw it, for, I saw it four times now. That movie is so fucking good. I cannot stress enough how good that movie is. It is insane. One of the absolute best Marvel movies I've ever seen, but also just one of the best movies I've ever seen. And every time I watch, I've noticed new things. I like it again. It, it hasn't lost its luster at all. It reminds me of me going to see Infinity War six times in theaters. Yeah. It never lost its luster at any point. Like, start to finish, the movie is just fantastic. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely try to go see that shit. Yes, and, I mean, you know, this podcast, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things, so spoiler alert for people who haven't seen No Way Home, because I know this isn't our episode titled No Way Home, but we do have one out, and you want to hear our full review of the movie and what we thought about it. But that, yeah, I just want to say, like, that movie was insane, and it set up a lot of cool things for the next trilogy of Spider-Man or whatever they're going to do with him. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the Dr. Strange movie that's coming out. Uh, Multiverse of madness. That looks really cool. And oh my God. I got so confused for a second. You said you're excited for the Dr. Strange movie. And I blanked for a moment. I was like, wait a minute. And my brain, my cogs were moving. I was like, they're making a Dr. Doom movie. Like I was thinking Dr. Hopefully. Doom. And hopefully then, then I realized, wait, no, 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 Dr. Strange. But for whatever reason, you first said Dr. Strange, I was thinking Dr. Doom. And I was like, a Dr. Doom movie's coming out. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, no, but yeah, no way. No way home was crazy. Uh, but you know what wasn't crazy? Venom. The new Venom movie that came out last year was fucking garbage. And whoever mm. made that movie, I have a bone to pick with you because that shit, they need to just stop with those Venom movies with the guy who played Bane. It, they're just not good. The first one was okay. The second one with Carnage was... I don't even... Have you seen it yet? Nah, I haven't seen it it's yet. It's not I'll good. I'll see it at some point. It's just... They just... They're they're so bad. They're like the cringe kind of bad, though. They almost seem like parodies. I can't take the symbiote seriously because they made him into, like, this cartoon villain. He's always cracking jokes or always just being weird and funny. The whole movie is way too comedic for it to be taken seriously. The symbiote is, like, a very dangerous thing I'm, I'm pretty sure 
in the Marvel verse, the like the symbiote is one of the top like five most dangerous things in existence. It's that it's bad. Fucked up. It's, yeah, I haven't seen them bad. yet. I haven't heard anything good about them, so I just haven't had the the excitement to watch them. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I'll watch them eventually, but it, they're not a, a driving factor at the moment. Yeah, and I don't blame you. It's you're not missing anything, but shit like that makes me mad because people will try to say that the Eternals is the worst Marvel movie ever created, or like it has the worst reviews ever. But then you have shit like Venom, Carnage, that is literally unwatchable. The movie is literally unwatchable. It's so bad. So you gotta love it. I just want to draw that parallel between you know, No Way Home. People being, love love their hyperbole, man. They do. They just oh, this movie's terrible. And I'm not capping when I talk about that. When I say that for Venom, I'm I'm serious. Like <laughs> it's actually bad. Trust me. I don't have. I'm not a guy who tries to do hot takes. I just tell it like it is. I go into movies. I don't use my phone at all. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I watch them start to finish. I don't fall asleep. I don't eat snacks. I don't do anything. I just watch the movie. And I take in the oh. movie for what it is. And literally, that movie was just unplayable. While No Way Home just absolutely blew me away, had me crying, had me clapping, everything. I had every emotion that a person could possibly experience in two hours and 30 minutes. You just reminded me about people using their phone. So over the holiday, I was at my dad's house. And at one point, we watched just like a random movie. This movie is terrible. It's called The Lie. All right. I think it's on Amazon Video or whatever. Okay. Like an Amazon exclusive. It's called The Lie. The reason why I'm talking about this is because the thing about people using their phone. But I also just shit on this movie real quick as well. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's called The Lie. It's basically about this girl who uh, accidentally like kills her best friend. And then her parents cover it up. And the whole movie is about the parents trying to cover up the fact that her their daughter accidentally murdered her best friend. And you know the police get involved and they're trying to get away with, you know this this murder or whatever um the movie is god awful just absolutely terrible uh if you want to watch it for a bad movie night sure but i don't know make sure you dislike it on amazon video so they don't <laughs> think it's <was> good <laughs> don't don't raise their watch times without giving them some comeuppance yeah the movie like is that. just really bad it's got bad acting the 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 characters are just idiotic what the mom is a lawyer and i watched this movie with my dad who's been a in law enforcement for 30 years and every step of the movie, he was like, he was like, that's what? What? Like, it was so dumb. And the fact that a lawyer was making some of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. The movie was terrible. Anyway, <laughs> the other reason why I brought this up, though, is because half the, when we were watching, like half the people there just like had their phones out. Like me and my dad and like my stepmom were watching it. But then other the people, other people on the couch just like were on their phones the whole time and talking the whole time. And even though the movie wasn't good, if I'm watching a movie like, I don't want to hear you whispering next to me or, like, on your phone yeah. and shit. Like, put your fucking phone away, man. Like, just watch the movie or go somewhere else. No, I totally agree That's with that. Rant. I totally agree. As far as other good things that came out in 2021, though, uh, Demon Slayer and Mugen Train, which I don't know why, but I thought this was 2020 when it came out. But apparently it came out last year. So Mugen Train came out for us in the United States in 2021. And yes, we, I know I saw it with a couple of friends. I know you, you eventually saw it with your family. That movie was yep. really good. It, I don't think it lived up to the hype that it was getting as far as best anime movie of all time and shit like that. I saw a lot of that floating around. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just Ufo Table is a god-tier animation company. Yes. And when people see that god... Like, for example, we said this before. I like Demon Slayer. I like it a lot. It's, it's, it's a really fun show. However, it's not like the best anime ever made. Right. However, however, it 
is stewing so well and pumping number so hard because of how clean it fucking looks. Yeah, the animation is outstanding. So the movie is even better. Like the animation yeah. of the movie is even better. And honestly, the ending fight with Rangoku and Akaza looks beautiful. I mean, absolutely yeah. stunning. Some of the absolute best animation I've ever seen. Some of the, uh, the fight lasted for a pretty good amount of time too. So it didn't feel like it was just a blurb in a movie. It was really well done and all, all, like in all seriousness. And then also at the end of 2021, we got season two of Demon Slayer started with an hour long episode around 40 something minutes. When you consider in the advertisements and stuff, they probably put in there, but we got a, a pretty much a double episode at the end of 2021. And it was really good as well. Explaining stuff right after Mugen train, he gets a new sword. He meets his, you know, he meets um, Rengoku's parent and his brother and stuff like that. So it sets up some of the things that are going to be happening for this red light district arc. I know that was a whole controversy too. That it's called entertainment district arc in the United States, but it's really red light district in Japan and entertainment district doesn't really give the real connotation of what's happening in the anime. Uh, when they say red light, they literally mean prostitution and brothels. And that's what's happening when you're watching season two of demon slayer, not yeah. just entertainment. I want to say, uh, on that and on the note, like, for example, Demon Slayer, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, the manga was out for a while. By the time the anime came out, the manga was pretty much done. Like, the, the manga pretty much wrapped up by the time the anime came out. Yeah. The manga, in general, it sold decently well, but it didn't blow the doors off. When the anime came out for, I think, in 2020, Demon Slayer was the best-selling manga that year, right? It shot through the roof because everybody went and bought the manga after seeing the anime. So this year... Uh, the 2021 manga sales came out, the top 10, and uh, similar thing, Jujutsu Kaisen was the number one selling manga this year at uh, 31 million copies sold, and JJK's anime came out October of last year, so basically at the end of 2020. Um, so through 2021, everybody went out and bought a bunch of JJK, and JJK ended up selling really well. Demon Slayer still sold really well this year. Tokyo Revengers sold 25 million copies this year, the manga. Oh, yeah. And its anime came out this year. Before the anime, I think it was it sold like a million copies like for the for like two years. The anime came out, it sold 25 million copies. So having a really good anime with really good animation, I haven't seen Tokyo Revengers yet, but I've heard that the anime has really good animation and shit. Having an anime with really good animation and shit does numbers for your manga sales. It does. JJK... Uh, Demon Slayer and Tokyo Revengers are all pretty much the top anime, I feel like, mostly because their animation is that good. Obviously, they have pretty decent shonen stories for what they are, but the animation has just stepped up. You look at, you know, some of the bigger ones back when we were teenagers, like Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, and stuff like that. You look at what they look like, because they were the big yeah. shonen at the time, and you look at what's happening now, it's not even close as far as animation goes. The stories it's aren't good. probably aren't as good, but the animation... Is crazy. And speaking of good animation, I mean, we saw that Bleach is officially coming out this year in October in 2022. Uh, there yep. was a trailer. I don't think Kenny has seen the trailer or whatever for it. I haven't. It's not. You can talk. It, yeah, it's not. A I'm big not going to say. I'm not going to say anything about what happens in a trailer because it's just a trailer. Yeah. But speaking on the animation topic specifically, the animation. I heard it looks clean. It looks like movie. <laughs> I heard graphics. it was crazy. It looks like anime movie graphics, which if they actually go through with that, I don't know if that was just for the trailer to get us super hyped for it, but if the actual anime looks the way that trailer looked, it's going to blow everything, including Demon Slayer, I think out of the Bleach, water. 
As I think Bleach is coming back for Heat, yo. I think Bleach is coming back. They, Bleach was gone for a little while, and I think it's coming back for some Heat, yo. <laughs> yeah, like, and also, this is the final arc. This is the war arc. And, you know, Naruto, for as bad as the war arc was in Naruto, it still has some of the coolest, you know, powers and crazy nonsense that you can imagine. So Bleach's war arc is the exact same thing as far as power scaling. It just, it's all over the place. It's it's nonsense, but the fights are going to be crazy. Lots of fights, lots of stuff from the captains, lots of death, all kinds of reveals. I'm excited. The animation looks amazing. If they actually hold to it, I'm, I don't even know what, I, what to say. Speaking of another anime with fantastic animation, and this has been fantastic since 2013, which is actually nine years ago when it started, Attack on Titan. The final season of Attack on Titan, it started December 2020, but it, the, most of, the bulk of the final season was 2021. Like Most episodes actually came out yeah, yeah. in 2021. So for all intents and purposes, I would consider Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1 to be a 2021 anime, and my god, was that the absolute <laughs> best shit I have seen in anime in years. And I think it's gotta be the best anime I watched in 2021. Oh, I was gonna say the same thing if you didn't. It easily, of all the things that I've watched in 2021, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, now Demon Slayer started back up, Mugen Train, all of that, none of it comes close to the shit that I saw in that Attack on Titan final season. It's not even fair. Episode one of the final season was nuts. Like, just the end of that episode in the war, a terrible thing, Reiner. Like, everything about, oh my god, the music, Ashes on the Flame, like, just, it's so so good as you can see i'm an attack on titan stand i cannot wait actually the, end, the ending i just i don't know what the ending's going to be but i just here's the here's the good thing here's the good thing right we've said multiple times that if attack on titan sticks to landing it'll be one of the best anime of all time easily it's fucking easily but similar to game of thrones if the ending sucks that'll really hurt yes that said although i don't know anything about the manga or anything about how it ends, I haven't heard complaints. I haven't. I don't. See, I don't see on the internet people saying that the ending of Attack on Titan is bad, and thus it leads me to believe even if it's not outstanding, it'll still be good enough, and right. that makes me happy. I have the same hope uh, because I haven't seen outrage about Attack on Titan's ending, at least not anywhere near Game of Thrones level. I mean, I really haven't seen anything. But I haven't, yeah. like, Game of Thrones, when it ended, it was everywhere how bad it was. It was every yeah. You couldn't escape it. Even if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, I bet you were probably annoyed by how much you saw people bitching about Game of Thrones. Yep. And as so good I as think, the Tech Titan is, I would expect the same thing. I think if the ending was really bad, I would have seen about, even, like I said, I didn't, I don't go out looking for it because I don't want spoilers, but even without looking for it, I think I would have found it by now. Yeah. People saying how bad it is, and I haven't. So that gives me hope that even if the ending isn't the greatest ending of all time, it'll still be good enough to to make it so that Attack on Titan, when it's all wrapped up, you're like, that shit was fucking amazing. Okay, so I want to say this, because Attack on Titan season, final season part two, so the actual end of the show, starts this Sunday, I believe. Um, Damn, doesn't it? Yeah, January 9th, I believe Attack on Titan returns. So, Kenny, I know that you are not current with, like, Demon Slayer, and that's fine. You cannot (laughs) be current with Demon Slayer, and I'm okay with that. What I am not going to be okay with, I'm going to tell you right now, you have to watch Attack on Titan as it comes out because dog. <laughs> so Demon Slayer has slowed down since it's the first episode that was like an hour long. Not much has really happened. I mean, some stuff is happening, but whatever. Like it, it's not, it's not enough to say. Oh, you need to watch it every week. It's, it's okay. It's not trending right now. Demon Slayer is not trending on tw- on Twitter. There's nothing crazy going on. There's no crazy episode so far. It's just fine. It's just fine right now. It's just good. Demon Slayer is exactly <laughs> what you expect. Attack on Titan though, week to week is just crazy 
And I I will not be able to not talk about it on a weekly basis. So I do need you to be current with Attack on Titan Final C. It's only 12 weeks. You got like 12 weeks where you just have to watch. You have this commitment that you just have to do on top of the podcast commitment. I just need you to be current because I'm not going to be able to not talk about this shit when it drops. I, I just won't be able to. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, the first episode is going to air apparently January 10th like 9th or 10th it'll be the ninth here i think it's the 10th in japan but it'll be the ninth here when we see it i believe so that's episode 17 of the final season and i am already hype i cannot wait that's interesting so it's going to come out sunday if it comes out early enough i guess i mean maybe we just talk about it on wednesday we right, could potentially it, talk about it on sunday but yeah if it comes yeah. out yeah I get, I get what you're saying so if it comes out on sunday we will be able to actually capture it in our recording that sunday night yeah, depending on you know how things go, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I think so. When the final season was airing like in twenty twenty one, I recall watching it around four p.m. every day on Sunday. I remember me and Gary made a whole thing about it. Like at four, around four or four thirty, we would like make sure we had food and snacks, whatever we needed. But we would gather and like watch Attack on Titan at the same time to be blown because we didn't want to go on the internet before seeing. Yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm so scared to scroll and just see someone dead. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I'm just so scared to scroll and see. I don't want to see a nigga dead on my timeline. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I just have to make sure that I stay current with Attack on Titan. So that's all I want to say about that. Uh, so I keep doing this thing where I say one thing was great. Let's talk about one thing that was not great. Okay. In terms of anime, Promise Neverland Season 2 was garbage. Wait, wait, oh my God, did that come out this year? Dude, it was such a disappointment. Did we talk about this on the podcast yet? Maybe not, because I don't think we did a Promise Neverland uh, episode, but we, we actually can do a Promise Neverland dedicated episode of the podcast where we talk about season yeah. one. Yeah. And we can kind of do a quick part about oh. season two in there, but... Oh my god, it's such a... Promise Neverland, if you haven't seen it yet, just go watch season one. Season two doesn't exist. It doesn't. Just watch season one, and then if you want the extended story, go read the manga. Yes. The manga handles it so much better Season two of Promised Neverland was a huge disappointment. They just fucking, the pacing was awful. And I know usually when people say the pacing's bad, they think of it being really slow, really bad pacing, where, no, it was too fast. It was way, like, shit just happened. It was Game of Thrones. Way too fast. It was, what the fuck is, like, in one episode, so many things would happen, and the story just progressed immediately there was no time to like settle or digest it was really bad yeah Yeah, it was just it just moved and then by the by the time it was done it was like everything was wrapped up and was how like how did you guys spend how like i want to say 12 episodes of season one in one location and it was all paced really well and thrilling and all this other shit season two is supposed to take place out in this world and it's fucking it's everything goes by even fast it's just bad it's so bad i have promised neverland season one as one of the absolute best anime i've ever seen period it is it is an s-tier anime for me i don't have it ranked in my top like five or top ten or anything like that i don't know where it would go season one though is actually it's an s-tier anime to me like season Mm -hmm. one is i think that i don't think that's a hot take either i think most people think think, so i think i think season one is actually that good you actually feel dread you feel fear for the children you feel a good story being written a good story being told uh, yeah, the char- it's up there. It's at the lowest you could put it is A tier. If somebody try to put it below A tier, like they're straight smoking. Yes, I think it. I think it's an easy A to S. I have it at S because it has everything that I think makes something good. 
and that storytelling, character development, um, every, like the just the, the way that it's written, the characters, every like everything, like it's just really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I whenever I watch something and it can make me feel tense, yeah. like it makes me have a tense emotion. It, that is really difficult to do. I can watch things and be completely indifferent to them, no matter what's happening on screen. I've seen yep. plenty of Halloween movies and people are just getting absolutely murdered on screen. It doesn't do anything to me. I'll see somebody get murdered in Promise Neverland and it like has me freaking the fuck out. Or yeah, it's it's a really tense show. Uh, the drama's high, the tension's high. Yeah. And it has that factor, that it factor, at yeah, least for me, that where it factor. you want to just watch the next episode. Like yes. you can't not watch. Like sometimes I'll watch something. And I'll be like, all right, that's a good place to stop. But when I watched Promise Neverland, there was no good place to stop. I just watched the whole thing. Yes. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Yeah, I I actually watched the whole thing in two days. Yeah, it so. was like I watched uh, the first, I think, five episodes, and then I watched the next seven. And I yep. that like it was two fell swoops. Some other good anime that came out last year. I actually watched Odd Taxi uh, during my vacation in December to January, and I watched it all in two days. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. And we're going to do an episode on Odd Taxi because I think it's worth doing it. it there's a lot it to was, be said about it. It was requested, and that's one of the main reasons why you and me watched it. I didn't finish it yet, just because holidays, I didn't really have much time to like sit at home and watch stuff. But I did watch, I want to say, the first five episodes. And the first episode I watched, I'm not going to go into any details or any spoilers, but the first episode I watched, I watched it and I really enjoyed it. It, was, it felt like this really slow show. But it was still really interesting and intriguing, and I wanted to keep watching it. Now, by the time I got to episode five, it doesn't really feel slow anymore. And I just, I'm really into it. I'm, and I'm excited to watch the rest. Yeah, I really like Odd Taxi. That's going to have a dedicated episode. And I also restarted Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah. So yep. I, I, I picked up on that again. I watched about two or three more episodes of it, and I stopped again. I'll go back to it. But... That anime is also really good. Just it's crazy. Every time I watch just a few episodes of it, I'm always blown away. Like I watched literally, I think two or three episodes of it from where I picked, like where I left off at, and it was really, really, really good again. And I was like, God damn, this anime is good. Like I don't even know what else to say. It's just good. And I'm only on episode, I think six or seven. Yeah. So now, I want to say I don't know how many episodes I saw, but I, I saw all of season one. I think it's thirteen episodes. Yeah. So we're going to do an episode on a, a whole podcast on just Mushoku Tensei. Maybe what I'll do is at the end, when I finish season one, I will then we can do a podcast on just that. Cause I kind of like that now that the podcast is relevant and it's, it's already like, we're going now, right? We can actually stop at a season and then do an episode and then do another season as an episode of the podcast. We don't have to do all of Mushoku Tensei at once. If it has multiple seasons. Yeah. I mean, we only did all of Naruto in one episode because by the time the podcast came out in 2020, all of Naruto was done. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to do more Naruto and Bleach and all that stuff, especially Bleach. We're going to do more One Piece. We're going to do more. Bleach is coming back strong. Uh, When I get current on One Piece, we might have to do something with that as well. Oh, oh, we have to do. We have to. We've said this a hundred times now. I want to do an arc by arc breakdown for multiple episodes, but. The current arc has to be t- when Fraser gets current, or when it when the arc finally ends in the anime. It's not done in the manga yet, but the anime is not that far behind. Uh, but anyway, I feel like it's getting close to the end of the manga. And anyway, the point is when this arc wraps the fuck up. 
like how Frazier's saying, he's not waiting for Attack on Titan. I am not waiting. Like, the, this arc has been fuego. Like, I need to talk about this shit. Yeah, I, I really, I, I mean, there's so much to talk about as far as anime. We're going to revisit a lot of things. I'm just trying to make sure that we get out things that we haven't talked about yet. And then we'll spend the block. But we also have between it, the guests that we've been having with the phenomenal guests. And I can't wait till you guys see the next one. I'm so excited. But between the guests that yeah, we've I been can't having. Wait to see the next one. Who the yeah, you don't, even, you don't even know who it is. But. I'm going to end this phone call and he's going to be like, we got Kevin Hart. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> one day, if Kevin Hart's into anything nerdy, he will be on the podcast one day. Uh, okay. So, other things that came out last year, I think that that's it for anime as far as we're concerned. Like, I've mentioned. In one of our earlier episodes, VV Fluorite's Eye Song is really good, but mm-hmm. that's one of those kind of like side anime that not a lot of people are going to resonate with. But I really liked it. The premise of it was really simple. It was essentially Terminator, the storyline of Terminator in anime form. So AI gets so sentient and intelligent that it decides that humans no longer need to exist because we, as you know, you know, we cause war, we kill things, we don't treat things right. So it's that storyline, but it's it's done really really well. It's, it's really short, too. I believe it's like 12 episodes. So if people want to check that out, that's another good anime that came out in 2021. VV Fluorite's Eye Song. Very good. Uh, I'll pivot over to Smash Bros. again. So last year, we got Kazuya and Sora in Smash Ultimate, and that shit was hype. Both reveals were amazing. I remember the Kazuya reveal. Uh, dude, the reveal started, and I, I think I watched it live, and at first I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Heiachi, because... I, you know, somebody's getting thrown off into a ravine. And typically, the crossover character for Tekken is usually Hayachi. And then when I had the realization, I was like, wait, no, 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 no. He doesn't have a shirt on. That's fucking Kazuya. And then, like, you, re- then I realized, like, Kazuya's theme was playing. And I could not believe it. I was so goddamn hyped. Because Kazuya's my favorite Tekken character. And he's not usually the one that gets put into the crossover games. It's usually his dad. Oh, I was so happy that they added Kazuya. And then you got, if you haven't seen it on YouTube, we have a reaction to fucking oh, Sora yeah. being added. <laughs> I lost Sora it. got added to Smash, and that was, oh my god. That, it, that dude, moment. Have you rewatched that trailer? That trailer is so magical. Like, it feels so, when you watch that trailer, it feels so good. I've actually watched it time. through watching other people react to it. So I follow Panda on YouTube, and that's basically a channel for Smash Ultimate content creators. It's like Mars, Esam, and uh, Wadi, they kind of just make videos and I, I follow that. So they recently, I think in November, December, they posted a ton of videos of them reacting to the Smash trailers and also how they rank them. And the Sora one was obviously an S tier. The Sephiroth one was an S tier, easy S tier, right? Like these are no question. Kazuya was like up there as well. But just Sora and Smash is the, still the, like I'm still mind blown. Also, he's good. He's actually a good mm. character, and the only, and I mean literally the only reason why people haven't really broke Sora yet, except uh, in Japan, Sora's actually won a super major, or major, whatever you want to call it. Um, Zach Ray won an entire tournament with Sora in December, I want to say, November or December, and uh, no one has really had the opportunity to sit down and really work on the character because there's been a tournament for Smash Ultimate every single week leading up to the Smash World Tour, which was the biggest Smash tournament I think in like history or some shit. So everyone who had a character was like, I'm just going to play what I already know. A lot of Pyramitra because that character's been out for a while now. And obviously MKLeo ended up winning the tournament. You know, surprise, surprise. He's won just about every single tournament since the game's inception. Uh, Sora hasn't really been picked up by anyone 
and played seriously yet in the United States or in Mexico or anything because people wanted to make sure that they do well leading up to the Smash World Tour. And so they just stuck with who they know. Everyone who played Rob continued to play Rob. Everyone who played Pyramithra did the same thing. You get the idea. But I think now there's been a down, there's been a down, some downtime with the holidays and everything. And I feel like, so Leo made a tweet and he tweeted, oh God, I'm really scared. I'm starting to like suffer off a lot. And he put a little emoji next to it. Cause he, you know, Leo is considered the best character or the best fighting game player with a sword in his hand in ultimate like he's the absolute best when it comes to playing a sortie leo was the absolute best sortie player in ultimate it's not even it's not even close they think that he has everyone says that leo has the best spacing period sora is a sword character sephiroth is a sword character neither of those two characters are being used by anyone at the top level at least not at that high of a level so if he picks up either one i don't care if he picks up sephiroth or if he picks up sora if he picks up either one at all, I will be extremely happy with what the next year. Oh, I'll be extremely happy with the next year Smash. I think that Sora is a bit better than Sephiroth, all things considered, just because I don't know. I just think Sora has some some nutty shit, but his yeah, man, that reveal made the nostalgia, everything, just hearing the music, the fact that when I play Smash Ultimate, I could hear Kingdom Hearts music while I'm fighting, a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> stage, everything. It's amazing. It's so clean, and uh, I just want to, as a side note, if you play Rob and Smash, just drop him, dude. Just drop Rob. He's so corny. Just don't play Rob. He's so whack. I don't Damn care. Damn the he, Rob hate. He's so corny. And Sack is an ultimate. He's so like literally corny. one of the best characters. And me and I you, know. We watched, I think it was the World Tour together. We did. I was at your house. Yeah, you were at my house for the World Tour because we were out simultaneously going to see Spider-Man. And uh, there was a lot of Rob. There was a oh lot of Rob. God, he's so corny. Horny. Like I just hate like I hate watching them. things that I want to be dropped in 2021 as far as or I should in twenty twenty two as far as Smash Ultimate goes. I want people to stop playing Sonic. I just Sonic I, is twenty two. I, I said need... this at your house. People that play Sonic don't know how to play the game. I agree. Because you just get one hit and then run away for fucking eight minutes. I hate Sonic players. I think that, that should just be not a thing. I'm not as hateful about Rob. I think that Rob is pretty cool, actually. Uh, I don't mind Rob. At one point, I actually wanted to pick up Rob. I'm glad I didn't because I would have been hated on. But yes, you would have. I wanted to pick up Rob at one point, but I just I, I'd have I told you to find a new partner. Damn, I'm out of here. Damn, Start a new podcast. I'm damn, going to be called the No Robs Allowed podcast. <laughs> Not No Robs Allowed. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I just want people to stop playing Sonic. So all right, let's get off of Smash Ultimate. Uh, another thing that came out last year, 2021, was Squid Game. Squid Game was amazing. That did come out this year. Well, yeah, last year. How so do you feel? You, you keep saying last year, and I keep thinking 2020. Nah, yeah. Get with the last times. year, 2021. I'll fuck you. Get with the time. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Squid Game did come out in 2021. So um, I was I wanted to ask you this, but how do you feel about the idea of a death game? Like, would you go into... Let me let me set it up. Would you yeah, enter... Set it up, because right now you wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. So would you go into a death game anonymously and you don't know any of the other players but it, it could be any 500 people from the united states so the entire country just like i did with korea so it could be any 500 people you have no idea who the people are so it technically could end up being someone you know isn't it as well uh with all the same rules as squid game pretty much where winner takes all so there's only one winner and it's an amount of money that will make it where you never have to do anything else as far as work goes for the rest of your life if you didn't want to would you would you be down for something like that or no? Is it just like a hard pass for you? Like, I'll absolutely not enter a fucking death game. Are you kidding me? No. Answers no? Okay. Uh, All right. Here, I got a couple things. couple things. One, 
I don't think I, the show sets it up where there's only one winner. But if I remember correctly, the way it starts, they they specifically say the winners. So I think allegedly you can there can be more than one winner in Squid Game, even though the way the show progressed, it didn't feel that way. Okay. But let's just say there's only one winner. I'm not signing up because first of all, in the United States, we have shit like MMA fighters, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> fucking yeah. people that have been in the military. Like I, I just know that I am not gonna like you put me and a pick of random five hundred people. There, I just don't think my chances are high that I'm going to be the best out of like if there's just one MMA fighter, I'm fucked. Yeah, right? no, what am fair. I gonna do to him? That's that's actually very fair. Uh, I didn't consider the fact that it could end up being, but I guess people who are rich like that probably wouldn't enter. I would say because the premise of it, like when they were going, the invitation was basically about money. And yeah. I feel like if you're Kevin Hart or The Rock or whatever, like money is the last thing these people do. So you're probably going to be in it with some Joe Schmoes. Let's set it up like actual but, Squid Game. No one rich okay. is in. Is so in let's Squid say Game. you're in there with people down on your luck, right? Dog, there's like no, I know. It, there's okay here's okay here set it up i've never taken someone's life me either. i've never pulled a trigger and killed someone there are people that are down on their luck and that will people. and like, oh yeah oh yeah they've already killed people there's some savages they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna struggle at all just often you especially at so like yeah there's i just think i'm outclassed when it comes okay to when it comes to fucking stabbing somebody in the throat with a broken in their bottle. sleep, yeah, like you could stab a sixty-six-year-old man to, in, a, in the throat but, while he's sleeping. Yeah, That's I fine. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't kill a sixty-six-year-old man in his sleep. I, I couldn't see myself. But now, once again, as you saw in the show, as time goes on, and you're in there, and your ego degrades. Eventually, you're going to start doing some wild shit that oh, you didn't yeah. know you were capable of doing. But there's going to be people that are already ready to do that day one, and I don't think it's realistic to assume that I would outlast these fucking looney tunes yeah you're probably not going to beat 499 other players or whatever the number is yeah Realistically. I just, it, my chances aren't high chances aren't high That's i'm good. not even in shape right now oh my god all right anyway <laughs> well squid game came out last year and it was actually really good it was a uh a really huge thing all over on the internet on social media it took over for about a month or two the talk of the town you know how it goes everyone talks about it you have people uh, all the content creators started making the little the honeycomb cookie thing that you have to like carve. I actually watched a video where people made that uh, from scratch, which is really just sugar and a little bit of flour, I think, or something like that. But I, I got, I found myself watching random shit like that. So Squid Game took over for a while. I got a Squid Game T-shirt that I'm gonna wear at some point, probably when season two comes out. I don't know. I'll probably post a picture on Instagram. But uh, yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty good. I I think they should have stopped at season one, but apparently it's already been renewed for season two. So nothing we can do about that. Apparently, they're in talks about a season three already, and I'm like, God damn it! That's crazy. So bad. yeah, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not surprised there's going to be a season two because once Netflix finds out something makes money, you better believe they're going to milk that shit. It is their best show uh, of all time. So you know, it, it it'll it'll happen. I'll I'll watch it, and I'll if it's good, then I'll be happy. But I, once I've said it, I don't expect it to be good. Yeah, and you know, I'll shit on it if it's bad. I don't know if you've seen uh, Invincible. Did you see Invincible last year? No, it's on no, Amazon. That's, that's on my that's on my to do list, but okay. I still haven't had a chance to well, watch it. We'll put that 
down for like March or something later down the line. Because I do want to yeah. do an episode on Invincible. I think it's actually very, 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 very good. Like I liked it I've a heard lot. Nothing but good things. I liked it a lot. I mean, a lot. It's it, it has that. So it's a, it's you know it's it's a cartoon. I guess like it's, it's kind of like Avatar. It has an anime kind of feel to it somewhat, but it's a cartoon. Uh, it's pretty decent. Like honestly, it's really good. It's worth watching. It's worth doing an episode of the podcast on. I won't go into too much depth about uh, too much depth about it, but. Uh, did you see The Boys by any chance? Have you ever seen The Boys? Is that the thing with the uh, the superheroes? Yes, they're like not superheroes. It's li- like it's live. Act- yeah, they're pieces. They're regular. They're people. They just have superpowers, and there's only a few of them on the planet. So it basically yeah. be like if Superman was just a person, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. How would it be like if I was Superman today? I'm not gonna just all of a sudden be righteous. I'm gonna be Ranger Smith, who has a bunch of powers, which is still an asshole, just dangerous, just dangerous now. Yeah. No, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I actually haven't seen all of that. Okay, so um, the boys and Invincible have some things in common. So, you know, at some point, we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to bring that up in our 2021 recap because I liked both yeah. of those things. The boys season two came out either at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021. I'm not really sure, but I ended up watching it. I was on to the boys late. So I saw yeah, season I think, one and season two all at once. I remember correctly, even though I haven't really seen it. I think season two was at the very end of 2020. Yep. So... Yeah, The Boys was pretty good. Invincible was pretty good. Uh, and we had a bunch of the Marvel shows come out last year. Uh, WandaVision came out at the beginning of the year. You had Loki. You had Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. What if? I haven't oh. seen it yet, but Hawkeye came out. Hawkeye came out. I watched episode one. Didn't really capture me, but also I mentioned that I'm not really interested in Hawkeye as a character. I'm going to watch it. Don't cut my head off. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it. But Hawkeye is just kind of fucking lame to me. And... I don't really care for him too much. I watched episode one. I wasn't really compelled, so I didn't go back to it. I instead started watching Odd Taxi, and I just finished Odd Taxi in like two days. So that took up my time. Then I, from Odd Taxi, I went to Mushoku Tensei. I will go back to Falcon, for not Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will go back to Hawkeye at some point, but thank God it's only like six episodes I heard. So yeah, that. I'm gonna, I was waiting for it to finish. I think it's done. I wasn't planning on watching it week to week. Um, now that it's done, as far as I know, I uh, yeah, I'm gonna tank it at some point. Yeah. Uh, as far as good movies that are not No Way Home last year, uh, Dune was really good, and I do want you to see that. That movie was fucking phenomenal to me. It's yeah, I actually like, almost watched it this past weekend, but like I said, when when we end up watching that really, 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 really shitty movie, it's called The Lie. Go watch it on Amazon and dislike it. Um, we watched that, but that night we almost watched Dune. We were all sitting there and we were looking through shit, and then my dad. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And I was like, yeah. I was like, we should watch it. But then other people were like, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, it's good. It's like, play. I don't know how to, I don't even know if I would do it justice by calling it like Star Wars meets something else. But it's really good. And it has this really, really cool thing in it called The Voice. And they have this group of people called the Bene Gesserit. The yeah, Voice, Dune, you can compel people is, to do shit. Dune's an OG, like an OG book. Like, it's an OG space opera. Yes. Um, the fact that it is finally got a movie after s- s- this long is pretty crazy. So it had a movie back in, like, the 80s, but it's terrible. It's done. It's really, really bad. This version of it, the reboot or whatever you want to call it, when I say, t- well, first of all, it's starring Timothy Chalamet, who is just gorgeous to look at, and he's also an amazing actor. I like him in a lot of things. Um call me by your name uh he's in he's in a, he's in a lot of good stuff he's just a good actor yeah he's a little nonsense 
He's like the he is like the Leonardo DiCaprio for the new generation. I'll I'll make a bad joke on Call Me by Your Name. Oh, I mean that is technically <laughs> it's a gay movie. The movie I mean Call Me by Your Name is a gay movie. He's the main character in it, and Little Nas X made a song about Call Me by Your Name. So there's a correlation there. You know, you're not completely off topic there. But do you know what I'm saying. Dune is really good. It has a really unique power in it. Like, the, like you know how Star Wars has the Force? They have this thing called the voice. And I just think that it is so fucking cool. I think that you will really like it too because you can just like compel people. But the way the rules are set up for it are interesting. So I just want you to, I want you to get into it. The whole verse of Dune, I really, really like it. I think it's, I think they, I think they have gold. I think honestly, like in all seriousness, I think they actually have gold. I think it, like Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens, you know, the revitalization of Star Wars, the newest trilogy that came out. It's it was okay in the beginning, but then it just kind of like nosedived a bit. Dune started off so strong that I don't think that it's possible for them to nosedive it. It it just started off so good already. Well, um, they have good source material, unlike certain other movie. Yes, they have good source material. That's correct. Uh I don't I mean the Mortal Kombat movie came out last year. It was okay. Wait, that came out in 2021? I think so. I feel like it came out in like 2019, 2018. No, the Mortal Kombat live action came out, I'm pretty sure, last year. It that shit is trash. Yeah, it was yeah, it was bad. It was bad, guys. It was, it was trash. Bad. Like just don't I mean just stop. It was yeah, it was bad. It was just fucking bad. I I laughed at it, I memed at it. Actually, it's funny. I saw Mugen Train, and then we came back to my house with Chipotle, and we all watched the Mortal Kombat movie, and Luke and Gary, I think, fell asleep. Damn right they did. And I watched the whole movie by myself at one point. Like I, At one point, I was just alone watching, because I, I don't really fall asleep during movies anymore. Uh, if it's bad, I'll start to go on my phone a bit. Like if it, That's the sign that something is bad for me. If you see me start to go on my phone, I don't give a fuck. It means, A, the, it, it's either really bad, or I've seen it so many times that I can start quoting it without watching yeah. it. Yeah, it uh, that Mortal Kombat movie was trash. I know people. Here's something that I need people to stop doing. People need to stop being like, like, oh well, you know, it was it was just as good as the original Mortal Kombat. The, the original one wasn't good either. All right, mm-hmm. like, don't be comparing it to some movie that came out in '99 or whatever. Like that movie <laughs> was trash too. Like, what are we doing? Oh, They're man. both trash. Have you speaking of trash? Have you seen the new Matrix yet? No. Dear God, no. Kenny. No, dear God. I will see it. So I don't remember if I was talking to you. No, I think I was talking to Ant. The only reason why I haven't seen it yet because I was actually uh, able to see it, but I I didn't watch it yet because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just rewatch the first three Matrix movies for the fun of it. Yeah. But when I started the first Matrix movie, I then stopped and I was like, wait a minute, Jaden hasn't seen any of these yet. It'd be cool to watch them with Jaden. Yes. So I stopped it. And the reason why I haven't watched the first Matrix movie yet is because Jaden randomly, and this works out, randomly wanted to watch The Hunger Games. And so I ended up watching The Hunger Games with Jaden. And so me and Jaden watched uh, the first three Hunger Games. We're on the last one. We watched watched Hunger Games 1, 2, Catching Fire, 3, Mock and Jay Jay Part 1. And then we're on Mock and Jay Part 2. Because Jaden just randomly out of nowhere wanted to watch it. And I was like, hell yeah. And then so me and him been watching that. Uh, so we, yeah, we watched the first three movies, and he's he's enjoyed all three of them. And yeah, we're going to watch the fourth one. And then after that, I'm probably going to get him to watch The Matrix. Okay, well that means we have a Hunger Games episode of the podcast coming up soon too. Hell yeah! Since you watched all those movies, we might as well use it. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Sp- speaking of that, 
so Harry Potter, I know, has something come out recently that everyone's been talking about. So we. Oh wait, is that out yet? I've heard about that. I don't yeah, know if it was out yet. I don't even know what it is. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea what it is exactly. But Me neither. It just looked like all the homies growing up doing some grown up shit. Yeah, I think they were just talking about like what it was like doing a movie and stuff like that. But it, it, apparently, it was like a tearjerker. People cried watching it. Uh, it's really emotional. It's really cool because you know some of the people are dead now, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, like you know, Snape is actually dead in real life. Uh, Dumbledore, one of the Dumbledores, I think, is dead. So some some of the people are no longer with us. But I'm not exactly sure what this documentary or whatever it is of Harry Potter entails. But I'm going to watch it. Apparently, it's really good. So we could we could watch that. We could talk about it. Yeah, that'll be something interesting to do. Uh, and another good thing that came out was Arcane. And we did a podcast episode on that. That shit was fantastic. That was really good. Something I really like about that is that, uh, first of all, it's based on League of Legends. But a lot of people who don't know anything about League of Legends ended up watching it because you don't really need to know anything about League of Legends to watch it. Yeah. So they got enjoyed by a bigger sphere of people than, I would say, its target audience, which was really cool. Yeah. And yeah I, I didn't know anything about League of Legends outside of an Amanda LaPalm cosplay as Jinx. So... Going into it, I went into it completely blind, and I will say that from her, from her cosplay, I knew that Jinx was a little off. So as I was watching it, I thought the coolest thing was that watching her as Powder in the prequel or in the the prologue, I was like, "There's no fucking way that this person becomes crazy." Like this, this, this kid is not, like, there's just no world. And then I saw it slowly happen, and uh, so Arcane's really good. If you haven't watched that, guys, take some time out and just watch Arcane. It's actually worth it. You don't have to know anything about League of Legends. You don't have to know any source material. I'm sure it enhances the experience, but you don't need it to have a good experience, if that makes sense. So check out Arcane. It's really good. The animation is fantastic. The storytelling is fantastic. The character development, the villains, everything. It's, oh my God. And Mel is so good to look at. Jesus Christ. I'm happy you brought it up this time because I brought it up last time. You did. I can look at her all day. Uh, the OLED Switch came out in 2021. Even though oh, yeah, you and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think either of us are getting it. Uh, Medina actually randomly got one though. So there's oh, that. Medina, you guys don't know, or maybe if you happen to know him, Medina would just, he fucking buy shit because he likes to tinker with it. He does. He likes to buy stuff and see what he can tinker and, and do with it. So yeah, Medina's big into that whole thing. So. Uh, the OLED Switch came out. I don't really see a purpose in buying it. The only reason I would ever buy it is if it does anything for my Monster Hunter experience. When the new Monster Hunter game comes out, if it enhances the experience in any way, I will immediately cash out. No question. But as of right now, I don't really even play my Switch unless I play Smash. Like, I've played Smash a couple times over the break because my one friend comes over. He's away. He's uh, home for from college. So he's been playing Smash with me, Smash Ultimate, and I've been powering up my Switch for just that. And that's been really fun. But I don't really touch my Switch outside of Smash Ultimate. And you don't play Smash Ultimate handheld. So... Yeah, no, you don't. For me, I play my Switch all the time. Uh, All the time. Whenever I have free time, like if I'm doing a bunch of shit and then I got like time to take a break. Just the fact that it's portable. Like, if let's say I go downstairs and get something to eat. When I go downstairs to get something to eat, I usually bring my Switch down with me. I'll sit down on my table... And I'll be eating and I'll set my Switch up and I'll play it. So I play my Switch a lot. And I play it handheld a decent amount. I would say 40% of the time. So the OLED Switch would be useful for me. However, uh, I don't have any complaints with my current Switch. So I don't really need to spend $350 to buy a new one. Also, the Switch is four years old. Nintendo tends to release a console every six years. So within the next two or three years, we might be getting a new console, hopefully it's just like a Switch, but better. 
like a switch that handles yeah. has better processor, better graphics. I don't want the next console to not be the switch. Like I don't want them to go back to a different concept. Like this is the concept they need to stay with. Just make this better. And uh, yeah, but for the next two or three years, I'm going to be buying, I assume, a, an actual new switch and not just a screen upgrade. So I don't have any interest in buying the OLED. Yep. I'm not buying a screen upgrade right now either. I have no incentive to do so. I don't play my Switch enough. And even someone who does play it a lot apparently doesn't feel it as worth it either. Now, obviously, if you have some extra cash lying around and you just like to have the newest things, I yeah, tell you. If you can ball out, ball out. I get the new iPhone every single year. And guess what? It does the exact same thing as the last one I had. So I. You know what? I'm not buying the Steam Deck. Remember we talked about that? We did talk about the Steam Deck. I, that was one of the things in 2021. The what's wrong, what's wrong with the Steam Deck? Did it come out? Is it out? I don't know. I don't think it's out. I think it's... I don't know if it's out. I don't think it is. It's giving me vaporware vibes now. I just hope they're fixing the B button. It's a cloud. It's a fucking cloud. It's a a smoke cloud. It's a a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's a a Fuguzi. It doesn't exist. Somebody told me, they were like... They told me not to make fun of the the render, right? Because I was making fun of the fact that the B button is dripping off the side. They finally showed a... Like, they showed a trailer of it months ago... Where somebody was playing it, and in the video, the person holding the console, the B button was still dripping off the fucking side of the console, <laughs> like it was uninvited to the Not fucking party. Not dripping off. And I just don't understand how that's a design choice anybody went with. It got left off a of bad bougie. Anyway, that shit's not being bought by me. All right, well, there no you have theory. it. The Steam Deck. I don't even, I have not seen it or heard anyone talk about it since we did that video on it when we first started the podcast. So as far as I'm concerned... Yeah. It doesn't actually exist. We talked about the Steam Deck in the same episode. We talked about Monster Hunter, which was like episode four or something. Yes. Um, so, so really early on. Have you heard anything about the Funimation acquiring Crunchyroll acquisition thing? Like, has that actually affected anybody yet? Does anyone have anything to add I to that? I don't think, I don't think anything's happened. As far I, as I can tell, nothing's really happened. Yeah, because so. I actually have been using Crunchyroll randomly to watch Demon Slayer because Demon Slayer episodes drop on that shit immediately. So on Sundays... I watched Demon Slayer super early, like 11 a.m., and I can't tell anything's different, is all I'm saying. Like, nothing seems different, so... As of now, nothing's happened. It might be one of those things where just, like, as the years go by, small iterations will happen. Okay, that's fair. But for now, I haven't noticed anything. What about the Demon Slayer fighting game? Did you play that at all? That that game's fun as shit. You played it? I got it. Yeah, I got it for Jaden for Christmas. Um, So I got it for Jaden for Christmas, and we played it. It, uh... It's really fun. It's an arena fighter. It's made by the same people that make the Naruto Ninja Storm games. There's one thing I can say about those people is, God damn, do they know how to make animations look sexy as fuck. Yes. The supers in that game are OD. Like, they look so good. Really? Also, yeah, they look fucking sick. I'm excited. Also, the game is actually really fun as, like, a pseudo-competitive game. I I doubt it'll ever get picked up and, you know, be at Evo or something. However, um... In terms of the arena-style fighting games, it feels uh, quite a bit more competitive and quite a bit more skill-based than a lot of the other games I've played Yes, uh, in that genre. Uh, it just doesn't feel quite as spammy. Um, That's good. There's, I'm, I'm liking yeah, what you're saying right now. Yeah, like, there's not, like, uh, what's the guy? I forgot his name. Is it Conqueror? The guy with the puppets? That's his yes. Name, right? Con- yeah, Conqueror. There's not Conqueror, full-screen puppet puppet guy just doing, or, like, his, mo- or, like, Chio. Anyway, the game's really, really fun. I know um, why you're bringing it up. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> the game's really fun. It doesn't feel 
as spammy, and it there's like combos, and it feels like there is like a bit of a neutral game. Uh, you have like your assist and shit. Um, the demons play a little bit different than the demon slayers. Uh, it's still an arena fighter. It still has some of the cons with arena fighters, but overall, it's really really fun. It looks gorgeous, and it just has like really clean gameplay. Something I like. Uh, where you do the chakra charge, like I think you hold triangle to char- charge your chakra in Naruto games. In this game, to charge your chakra, I'm just going to call it chakra because it's basically the same thing. Yep. To charge your chakra, you just stand still. So instead of dedicating a button to it, um, oh wow, it, gives, I like that a it lot. makes it yeah, it makes it so you have more buttons to do other things. You just stand still, and then your guy will start charging his chakra. Uh, he'll do like, his deep breathing or whatever. Um, but yeah, the game's sick. The combos are sick. The, you can chain your special moves together into your super and. The combos are dope. Uh, what character do you like playing with so far? I play with Rengoku the most. Oh, I like um, that. I like that. Yeah, I play with Rengoku the most. He's my fucking boy. Uh, he's he's so sick. His super, oh, Rengoku is so tight. And then you get an assist. Well, not even just an assist. You get a second character. You can swap between them. Okay. So I told I call my team the Fire and Water, and I pick Rengoku, and then my assist is uh, Giyu, yep. the, the guy that uses water. He's... Like, my man using two Hashiras. You're not fucking around. I don't fuck around, dog. My man is using two Hashiras. They probably the only two Hashiras in the game. I no, they got a. I don't remember her name, but they got the girl who her sword doesn't have a blade. It's got the poison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinobu. Shinobu. She's in there, and there might be one other Hashira, but I don't remember. Maybe not. It might just be Shinobu. Um, but they've got oh, uh, Sanami in there. The wind guy. No, no, no. He's not in there. Okay. But they got Uro Godaki, whatever the fuck his name is, the the teacher. Yep. The Tendro can't uh, whatever his name Another is. Another water breathing guy. Um, but yeah, and then they've got a couple demons in there. The demons play a little bit differently. When you pick a demon, you can't pick an assist. But they have other oh, wow. moves to make up for the fact that they don't that they don't have an assist. Oh, I like where this uh, is going. All right, this sounds really cool. I like the whole demons are they're probably a little bit more powerful because they don't have an assist. Yeah, they're they're a little different. It's cool. And what else do they have? Uh. Um, they have like a, like a, like a, um, substitution jutsu mechanic where in the Naruto games, you have like a separate bar and you get like four substitution jutsus. Uh, they have a mechanic like that in the game, but instead it's your assist meter. So you press it and your assist will come out to save you and get you out of the combo. But then that drains your assist meter. So when you do that, you're now back in neutral, but you don't, you're down an assist and you got to wait for that to recharge to even be able to substitute again or use your assist. Uh, and you only get two uses of it before it has to recharge. So it's, it's pretty cool. It, the balance is nice. The combos are nice. Uh, the game has a really good back and forth. I've been enjoying it a lot. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this now because I, in the back of my mind, I've been like, I kind of want to play because I used to love the Naruto, not, not the Ninja Storm games that are kind of like, you know, you can just do whatever the hell you want, run around and, camp or just throw shurikens and jump constantly i don't like those ones but i did like the ones on gamecube uh narudamit clan whatever i think clash of ninja i think it's called clash of ninja okay that's the english name i want to say japanese name which is naruto ninja gekito tyson 4 that's the exact one that i like specifically in japanese (laughs) so that's the one i didn't know how to say it and i just was kind of like trying to dance around it but i don't really fuck with the storm games i think they're kind of just like fun games but not really competitive like i would like but the the Clash of Ninja games are fire, and they were actually pretty competitive and pretty like hard. Like if I'm better than you, I can beat you ninety nine percent of the time because there's really yeah, yeah. not much you can do about it. In I like the game. Budokai. Yes, like I the can't OG just I can't just like I can't go up to someone who owns the game and beat them in Clash of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in Clash of Ninja. Uh, yeah, what's it called? 
that's another cool thing. So Demon Slayer, if you've seen Demon Slayer, you know, most of the characters use swords. So that's, there's, one of the reasons why there's no spamming in this game is because nobody has a projectile. Like, there's not really, the only person in the game that really has a projectile at the top of my head is the spider, the spider demon. Okay. Um, I can't remember his name. Like the, the lower, the lower moon, the lower moon, the oh, lower Rui. moon spider. Really? Yeah. He's like the only guy that really has a projectile. He shoots these webs, but for the most part, and, uh, Aka, Akaza, Akaza, yeah, the fuck is Akaza. He, he shoots, uh, he shoots like a Hadoken, I think, but I, they're off the top of my head. Really? The only two characters are projectiles. Like because everybody's a samurai, there isn't really, yeah, I like that too. A spam. Like you have to get up in somebody's face. Huh? All right. Well, I'm excited for this Demon Slayer game now. I actually genuinely want to play. It. I know Gary's played it, and he's he was telling me about like you know he likes it and stuff. And yeah, there's been some tournaments for it, uh, so you can see some gameplay of it. It's it's fun. It, the online is terrible, like every fucking game like that. They all have terrible online. But so I assume it doesn't use rollback net code. No, <laughs> not <at> all. <laughs> he said the- no. <laughs> The online's just as bad as like the the Ninja Storm games. Like it's, it doesn't have good online, but it's a really really fun game if you're just like in the basement with your boys playing it. Yeah, it's fun. or playing with your little brother or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, this about wraps up this episode of the I'm Nerd Podcast. We're officially back. Also, mm-hmm. guys, we have before, like I said. Before we wrap up, I just want to real quick. No, go I want to go through all of the episodes we put out this year. For some people have come in later, whatever. So if you just want to know. I like, I like of, this. I like this idea. Let's content, do this. The content that we put out uh, throughout 2021, if you want to go back and catch an episode and get an idea for maybe some of the things that we got going forward. But in order, I got our Spotify up. But the introduction episode where we just kind of introduce ourselves, the Shadow Realm, which is specifically about Yu-Gi-Oh! Then we have our Demon Slayer episode, Slaying Demons and Running Trains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got our Monster, Hub, Monster Hunter episode where we talked about Monster Hunter, the Steam Deck, and uh, the... Not just Yu-Gi-Oh, but card game inflation. Uh, Pokemon was our episode five, I believe. Uh, game of Thrones was episode six. Dragon Ball Z was episode seven. We talked about RPGs in general, uh, episode eight. Then Naruto, then Bleach, then One Piece. We hit the big three all in a row. Uh, three big episodes, and we'll be touching back on all those again. And then episode 10 is our very first guest, or is it episode 11? We're Smash Bros. featuring Stango. Then we had Nerd Talk with Tyree Tinsley. Then we had our JJK episode, followed by Attack on Titan. Then Avengers Infinity War, another Yu-Gi-Oh! episode featuring Ed. I can never say his last name. I think he said it's like Exception. Exception, Ace Ace Pisan, whatever his last name <laughs> is. Shout out to Ed. I'm sorry, I'll never be able to say your last name. Um, then a pretty off-brand, but arguably on-brand episode with Kanye West. Yes. The Nintendo 64 then Nerd Talk with Blair Hunter, the PS1, the Nintendo Direct discussion for September 23rd, 2021, then an episode called The Whiteout, which randomly a lot of people love that episode. I don't know why people love that, because it's just like, anyway, that episode's a rant, but it's funny, and I think that it's worth, it's definitely worth listening to, but it's just funny because when you find out why it's called The Whiteout, (laughs) it's just hilarious. Uh, Then... We got Kingdom Hearts, followed by The Black Borrow, which was a follow-up to The White House. <laughs> it definitely is. And then uh, we talked about Squid Game. Then we talked in October, Near Death Experience, which was Frasier's Near Death Experience that went yep. through the entire month of October, which has been an emotional episode. Uh, then 
cycling back to Avengers, we did Endgame, followed by WandaVision. Then we did an episode called Fiction Kills, which was sort of a follow-up to Near-Death Experience, yep. but more focused on anime. Uh, then, sometimes Fraser be naming these fucking... He, so, I don't know what he'd be doing when he's naming these episodes sometimes. <laughs> don't be a menace while eating glizzies at the movies is the name of this next episode. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about in the episode. This might have been the one where we talked a bit about uh, what's that show, uh, 90 Day Fiance and shit like that. That might might be when we talked about 90 (laughs) Day I think that's one of our funniest episodes by far. We were dying. (laughs) We were dying on that episode. That shit was coke. Um, Followed by The Nerd Horizon. That's us talking about a bunch of Marvel shows and Netflix shows that are going to be coming out on the horizon. Uh, then we talked about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, one of the best Marvel movies I've seen. Um, yes. No Way Home playing Pokemon on Thanksgiving. That's not the No Way Home episode. That's uh, us talking about No Way Home coming out, us speculating what's going to be in the movie, us talking about Pokemon Brewing Diamond and Shining Pearl, and the Thanksgiving break that was coming up. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin's Mario Party. Um, these episode titles are fire. Uh, this was... <laughs> <laughs> This was after us coming back from Thanksgiving. We talked. We played Mario Party over Thanksgiving. We hung out, and uh, I think we talked about the Fire and Blood Game of Thrones show that's going to be coming yeah, out. Yeah, House of the Dragon or whatever. Yeah, House and House of the Dragon. Um, so we talked about that. Uh, the Red Light District was us talking about the Demon first Slayer. episode. Yeah, the right? first episode. Yeah. Us talking about the first episode of the new season. Um, yeah. And then Cowboy Bebop, Frazier went through the anime for the very first time, and we also talked about the Netflix show, which got canceled. Um, rip. <laughs> yeah, RP. Thank God we got that out already. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Arcane, the League of Legends show. and Very then, popular episode, too. It's a great show. Great episode. And then, uh, the final four, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Talk with Tommy Rowe, then Spider-Man No Way Home, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! Talk with Patrick Hoban, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Talk with Joe Girolando. So a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! talk to end off the year with a bunch of well-respected players, um, really, really fun episodes and great guests. And all of our guests that we had throughout the year were really enjoyable. I can't wait to talk to all of them again. Yeah, no, I want to have a follow-up conversation with all of them, honestly. Like, it's, I always feel like we never have enough time. I could talk to everybody for, like, four hours easily. Like, it's just, I don't know, one of those. Yep. But, so I'm excited to get more guests. I want to try to, we have... Obviously, a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! guests. I really want to try and get some other guests from some other genres and games and, and activities. So uh, one of my goals this year is going to be reaching out and trying to find some guests from some other walks of life. Other That would be great. Because right now, so, it's pretty, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! guests, I love them to death. It's very I know everyone that we've had on, and I, I love them deeply. I love a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh! players, and that's the community I really grew up in. But it would be nice to also get some guests from other things. That would be great. Like some Naruto channels, some a Bleach channel, a One Piece channel, uh, other, you know, just anything else, other video games, stuff like that. Because Magic the Gathering, a game that I dabbled in a little bit. So if there's people that you guys might know, you know, reach out to them. Tell them about this podcast. Let them know like, hey, there's these guys are looking for guests that are into nerd culture and the nerdy things. And tell them it's a good time. I mean. So yeah, an episode you, that you enjoyed. If you guys know somebody that you would love to see on the podcast and you think they would enjoy being on the podcast, let them know, introduce them to us. I would I would love to have them on. Yeah. But all right, so this officially wraps up this episode of the I Am Nerd podcast. And 
you guys can send us a listener letter. Um, if you listen to the podcast and you want us to read something out loud on the show or you want us to answer a question on the show, just send it to I'm their podcast at, g- at gmail.com and we will read it aloud on the show. Also, we have or you our can Patreon. Hit up on Patreon, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Or you can uh, look at our Patreon. I'm their podcast on Patreon where we have different tiers offering different things and we have a Discord server that you can get to by joining our Patreon at the lowest tier. Uh, we do have people on our Patreon just discussing pretty much everything like the, it's it's really random everything that we talk about anime video games memes all types of random shit but if you're into that kind of thing you know check that out as well and yeah we're going to be doing a lot this year so uh thank you guys for supporting us and as i always say do the things that make you happy i'm gonna take it back so long gay bowser so long gay bowser Thank you.